Come on, neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I wonder if all over the building you'd lift your hands toward heaven and begin to tell Jesus how much you love him right now. Every eye closed. Everybody can get involved in this. Jesus, I love you. Go ahead. Go ahead. The Holy Ghost is in the house. Go ahead. The healer is in the house right now. Hallelujah. At the name of Jesus, depression has to leave. At the name of Jesus, bitterness has to leave. At the name of Jesus, heaviness has to go. At the name of Jesus, sins are remitted. At the name of Jesus, hearts are washed in the blood of the Lamb. you grab the hand of the person next to you and begin to pray for them right now. Come on, I don't care if it's their first day here, they've been here all their life. Put an arm on their shoulder, grab the hand of the person next to you and just begin to pray together. We're going to take a moment here and we're going to let God do what he's doing right now. Let the tears run down your face. Why don't you bear your heart? You lived in denial long enough. Why don't you bear your heart and say, God, Jesus, there's some things in here I need help with. Jesus, there's some stuff going on in my marriage, in my home. God, that's going to kill me if you don't help me. Go ahead. Be honest with God. For once in your life, be honest. Open your heart and let God begin to see some areas that you've had locked up. Come on, let the healing begin right now. That's it, church. That's it, young man. That's it, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. Spirit of God is alive and well in this building. Somebody can begin to receive the beautiful gift of the Holy Ghost right now. You just open your mouth and begin to repent. God, forgive me. God, search me. God, wash me. You can begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Come on, there's healing for the hurting. God will lift up your head. Somebody do what you really feel right now. Somebody talk to God the way your soul wants to talk to God right now. Go ahead. The Holy Ghost is talking to you.
Praise God. Praise God. You know, when all you've been used to in life is dead religious church services, you can be uncomfortable in moments like this. When the power of God is moving in such a mighty way. But I want you to hear this preacher right now. God's not a dead God and He's not a powerless God. The process of conversion is not just making a mental decision and never having an experience. It was prophesied of Jesus that He was going to baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire. I've never seen anybody whose clothes caught on fire that there wasn't some kind of emotional response to what had just happened. But there began to be a noise and a movement associated because they were on fire. They felt something. There was heat. Everybody around them knew they're on fire. When you get the real salvation power of the Holy Ghost, and it flows from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, nobody's going to have to tell you that you're saved. You're going to know that you got it. Because you're going to feel something burning on the inside of you. You're going to begin to feel something in your mouth wanting to speak out some stuff you've never said before. Let me tell you what to do in that moment. You don't second guess it. You don't get concerned. You don't get embarrassed. You just throw your head back and say, I'm going to let it flow. I'm going to let God take control. And you let the Holy Ghost and fire begin to burn on your soul. And you let God begin to lift the heaviness. And you let God begin to lift the depression. That's what God does when he gets a hold of a life. I think one more time we ought to lift our hands toward heaven, open our hearts and say, God, I surrender all. God, I surrender all. I may be a little uncomfortable. I may not understand everything that's happening right now, but I know what I'm feeling. I surrender all. Go ahead. God's moving in these pews right now. Go ahead, church. Be sensitive right where you're at. Go ahead. Grab a hold of somebody. God's moving in these pews right now. I realize in a moment like this as a preacher, that in a few words, I could move people, some to an altar. We could spend a few more minutes doing what we're doing and go home. And I felt after the Holy Ghost, and I didn't feel a release to push that. I feel like God wants to give some simple instructions to some people today. We are saved by the foolishness of preaching. Praise God. So if you want to return to your seats, thank you for your response and your worship. And if you'd get a Bible in your hand, and I'm going to ask Cornerstone to realize in the simplicity of what I'm about to do, to get on board and let people see how apostolics respond to the message of salvation. 
There are people in this building, your life's messed up. There are people in this building searching. There are people here that are like my father was, the long-haired teenage hippie that had been to many religious buildings, repeated sinners' prayers, and he said, son, I never felt anything change. And so he was continually hungry and searching for truth. And God led him to a Jesus-named church where the Spirit was moving. Filled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And God wants to do it in this service this morning for people in this building. Let me help you out. There's going to be in a few moments we're going to make our move. And this church is, everybody that's a member of this church is going to get out of their seats. And we're going to gather in close to these altars and we're going to start praying. And I challenge you. Stuff that's going on in your life, only God can help you with it. Don't stay in your pew. Join the rest of the body. Find you a place in this altar and begin to talk to Jesus. And hear this preacher. Everybody that sincerely repents of their sins today will receive the Holy Ghost. If you don't repent, you're not going to receive it. But everyone that sincerely repents, the Bible says your promise is the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Exodus chapter 25 and verse number 8. Then we will read one verse in Hebrews chapter 8. Exodus 25 and verse number 8. God is dealing with Moses about building him a tabernacle in the wilderness. And he begins to give him the blueprints of how he wanted it built. And in Exodus 25 and verse number 8, he says, And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. According to all that I show thee, after the pattern, everyone say the pattern. Do it after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof. Even so shall you make it. And he begins to give him directions on the pattern. As you begin to read the rest of this chapter of what to do with the temple and what to do with the, what goes in the temple. And in verse 40 of Exodus 25, he said, And look that thou make them after their pattern, which was showed thee in the mount. Make them after their pattern, which was showed thee in the mount. All the way into the New Testament, the book of Hebrews, chapter 8, and verse number 5. Paul is referring back to what we just read in Exodus, Hebrews 8 and 5, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. As Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle, for see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed thee in the mount. Make all things according to the pattern that's been shown to you. And I want to preach to us today, follow the pattern. Follow the pattern. Would you lay your Bibles down, and I need Cornerstone to lift your voice and pray like apostolics know how to pray that God would speak to every heart in this building. 
Let's not whisper. Let's pray with a fervency right now. God, let there be an old-time anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage. God, let there be revelation that comes forth into this building tonight. Let the light come on. Let the glorious light of the gospel shine brightly. God, let people repent of their sins. Let a spirit of repentance sweep the house. God, and when that happens, I pray after we've repented, we're going to lift our hands, and God, you're going to begin to fill people with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Just like your word promised, let it be done in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you all the glory. Man, somebody's tapped into the spirit this morning. I come to just preach some basic truths and somebody has tapped into the mind of God this morning. Hallelujah. We give the name of Jesus all glory and all honor and all praise. The only name I'm under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. Praise God. You may be seated. Follow the pattern. God has never had a problem with specifics. When he wants to make something abundantly clear, he's never left it vague. He's never left it up to private interpretation. In fact, no scripture is for private interpretation. God is very specific. And he said, Moses, I want you to build me a place that I can dwell among my people. I want you to build me a tabernacle where I can commune with my people that I may dwell among them. But Moses, I'm not just going to let you build it the way that you want to build it. And I'm not just going to let you go by how you think it ought to look and how it ought to be set up. He said, but I've got a specific plan. I've got a pattern. A pattern is a layout. A pattern is steps. If you've ever bought a model car, you get a, a pattern that shows you this piece goes here and this piece goes there. And I remember as a young boy thinking, I don't need that pattern. And my car didn't look anything like the picture did because I, I didn't stick to the plan. I didn't stick to the pattern. If you're going to build a house and you want it to be a house that can stand in storms and that can be cozy in the winter and that the roof doesn't leak. You've got to follow a set of building plans. You've got to follow a pattern. You can't just go in and start putting boards where you feel like they should go and, and putting two-by-fours up where you think they'd look good. You've got to follow the blueprint if you want the house to stand. Uh, and so God always gave great attention to detail, and God gave great attention to the construction of the tabernacle, to the construction of the place that he was going to dwell and to live. And he began to tell them, I, I want you to take gold and silver and brass and, and get some blue and purple and scarlet, fine linen, goat's hairs. Uh, he said, and he began to explain how you're going to make the covering and how you're going to make the roof. And then I want you to make me the ark of the covenant. And he said, I want you to overlay it with gold and put a mercy seat in the middle. And you've got you've to get two angels, two cherubims, and have their wings focused on the mercy seat. And on and on, he began to tell them how to make it. And he said in verse 22, if you make it right, he said, there I will meet with thee and I will commune with thee. If they're going to make him a sanctuary, they had to follow the plan. They had to stick to 
a specific pattern or God would have rejected it and he would not have dwelt with them. It was not left up to their opinion. It was not left up to what they thought best. But God said, I'm going to have you do it my way. He said, I've showed you the pattern. I've given you the blueprints. And I expect you to do it exactly the way that I said it. Twice we read in our text. He said, you need to do it all after the pattern that I have showed you. Don't make adjustments. Don't try to improve it. Don't try to make it easier. Don't look for shortcuts. Uh, Don't try to make it more appealing to the heathen. Uh, You build it the way I said build it. Uh, Don't improvise. Uh, Don't say, well, in the long run, it don't really matter how you build it. Uh, As long as we get a tabernacle, right? Uh, All that matters is that you have a tabernacle. Uh, It don't matter where the post goes. It don't matter where the gold goes. It don't matter where the blood goes. Uh, As long as we've got a building, right? Uh, No, no, no. Uh, God said if it's going to matter, uh, if you want me to be there, if you want my spirit there, uh, he said you've got to build it exactly the way I told you to build it. God always has a pattern. Oh, somebody worship the king for just a moment right now. Hallelujah. God always has a plan. God always has a detailed, specific pattern. Praise God. He said, Noah, we're going to build an ark. We're going to build a great big boat. Because I'm going to destroy the world uh, with a flood. This is going to be different today. I, I may be more teaching than preaching today. Is it all right if an evangelist just expounds the truth today? Uh, he said, Noah, we're going to have a flood. There's going to be destruction coming, but I'm going to give you a way of escape. Uh, I want you to build me an ark. Uh, and he said, Noah, I, I've got some specifics uh, on how the boat of salvation has got to be built. Uh, it's got to be so many cubits this way, so many cubits high. Uh, there's only going to be one door. There's going to be three levels. Uh, There's only going to be one window. If you'll build it the way I told you to build it, uh, I want you to pitch it on the in and the out with tar. Uh, If you just pitch it on the outside uh, and you don't pitch it on the inside, uh, that boat's not going to float, Noah, because you've got to build it the way I said build it. Uh, If you just pitch it on the inside, uh, but you don't pitch the tar on the outside, uh, it's not going to float because God was already giving us a pattern uh, that inside and outside side matters to God. Uh, And Noah, if you leave one thing off, uh, Noah, if you say, well, I don't like having one door. Uh, That seems too narrow. That seems too difficult. Uh, I think we ought to put three doors. Uh, That way we can make it easier for people to get in. Uh, If he would have put three doors, uh, when the rains came and the waters rose, uh, that boat would have set where it was, uh, and Noah would have died with the rest of the world. Uh, But Noah, if you're going to be saved, uh, you've got to build it according to the path. If Noah had changed one thing and said, I heard what God said, but I thought that was too difficult. I've got a better plan. I've got a better way. If he would have changed one thing, he would have died when everybody else died in the flood. And Noah, I want you to understand, son, this is the only boat that's going to be saved. If you go get in somebody else's boat that's not built after the plan, they're going to die in the flood. If you go somewhere else that's got two doors or three doors, uh, you're not going to be saved. Uh, There's only one boat, Noah, that's going to float. There's only one boat that's going to make it, uh, and it's the boat. Are you kidding the picture today? Uh, It's the boat uh, that is built after the pattern. Uh, You hear this preacher? God is in the details. Uh, He does care. Uh, It matters how something is done. Uh, It matters how salvation... 
Come on, I feel like preaching a little truth in this house. When God got ready to bring Israel out of Egypt, he said, I've got a specific plan. There's going to be death. There's going to be destruction. But I've got a way of escape. He said, I've got a pattern. You're going to notice today that the pattern has always been the same. There's been death. There's been water. And there's been new life. There's been death. There's been water and blood, and there's been new life. He said, if you want to be saved from the death angel, and you want to come out with power and salvation, he said, you're going to have to take a lamb, and you're going to have to kill the lamb. And he said, you're going to have to get in your house. You're going to have to be dressed. You're going to have to be looking and waiting. He said, and you're going to take the blood of the lamb, and you're going to put it on the doorpost. You're going to put it up high. He said, and then you need to be full of the lamb. He said, consume every bit of it. Don't leave any." Till morning. And so here they were. They were dressed. The blood was applied. They were full of the lamb and they were ready to go. And when death started coming through the city, there were houses all over the place that had followed the pattern. And when everybody else was dying, there was a people that said, you know what? I'm glad I did it God's way. I'm glad I didn't go to somebody else's house. I'm glad I didn't say, well, I don't think it takes all that. I don't want to apply the blood there. I want to put the blood on the floor. I don't want to eat the lamb. No, no, no. He said, if you want to be saved, I'll make it real easy for you. Do this, do this, and do this. I've come to preach to you today. There's only one pattern that'll save you. You've got to do it the way God said it. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you ought to worship the king right now. Hallelujah. Come on. God doesn't leave the method of deliverance up for a vote. God doesn't leave the method of salvation up to private interpretation. He said, follow the plan. I gave you clear direction. Hey, let me just throw this out. Do you know God's got a pattern for worship? Do you know what we were doing here today when some of you thought we were acting crazy? We were just following the pattern. Psalms 100 said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. I'm talking about the pattern for worship. Psalms 150, he said, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. He's got a pattern for how he expects us to worship. Guess what? His pattern is not for us to dance at a club. His pattern is not for you to scream at the Seahawks game. He said, I'll tell you what the pattern of worship is. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with a psaltery in the harp. Praise him with a tambourine and praise him in the dance. Praise him in the stringed instruments. Praise him on the organs. Praise him with the loud cymbals. Praise him on the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. God's got a pattern. He said, if you're going to worship me, do it with your emotions. Do it with your voice. Make a joyful noise. Make a loud noise. Praise me by dancing, he said. Praise me by singing. Praise me by shouting. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Somebody ought to follow the pattern right now. You may have never worshipped God the way he told you to worship, but you ought to follow the pattern right now. The Bible said leap for joy. I'm following the pattern of worship.
Come on. You know why we dance? We're following the pattern. You know why we jump? We're following the pattern. You know why we make a loud noise? This is the pattern. God said, worship me with everything you've got. Somebody do that right now. Come on, we got time for this. Uh, Somebody follow the pattern. Somebody with a voice shouting to God with a voice of triumph. Somebody praise him in the dance. Go ahead, sister, swing that tambourine. God didn't make dancing for Beyonce. God didn't make screaming for the Seahawks. He said, that's my pattern. When you worship me, do it with everything you've got. Do it with your emotions. Do it with your feet. Do it with your hands. Hey, when we worship, let's follow the pattern so that God will meet us. Holy Ghost is in the house. That's why in Acts chapter 3, when the lame man got healed and was able to walk, he said, I know a pattern. I know what you're supposed to do when God delivers you. And the Bible said he started walking and leaping and praising God in the temple. That's what God expects when you come to the house of God. He said, I wonder if my people will worship me more than the heathen worships this world. Praise God. Praise God. Welcome. To Pentecost. Some of you used to dance at a club. But when God gave you the Holy Ghost, you realized this pattern was to worship the King of Kings. Some of you used to cry when your football team lost. But now you worship because God brought you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. That's the pattern for worship. Anybody tells you you don't need to worship like that, you tell them, no, 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 that's what the pattern says. It's not what Joel Osteen says, that's what the pattern says. It's not what the president says, it's what the pattern says. It's not what modern dead church says, it's what the pattern says. It's what the king of kings says. It's what the Bible says. This is our pattern for life. In this, we learn how to worship. In this, we learn how to pray. In this, we learn how to live right. I've got a pattern. I've got a plan. I know how to build the boat. I know how the boat's going to float. I know how to get the temple. I know how to build the dwelling place. Because God gave me a clear, specific pattern. When it comes to his church, God has a specific pattern. Our world is in chaos because we've got away from the pattern. We've got away from God's pattern of living. We've got away from thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. Now we're loving sports with all our hearts. Now we're loving celebrities with all our hearts. Now we're loving Republicans or Democrat parties with all our hearts. Now we're loving Trump or Hillary with all our hearts. Now we're loving social media with all our hearts. Now we're loving CrossFit with all our hearts. Anybody hearing the preacher right now? 
Where's most of your energy in life going to? He said, thou get back to the pattern, brother. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Thou shalt serve the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. We've got to get back to the pattern. We've got to get back to love thy neighbor as thyself. Follow the pattern. We've got to get back to love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I've got a pattern, brother. And if you'll do it the way the Bible says it, it'll work. It'll work. Oh, let's worship the king for just a moment right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. Anybody can testify the pattern still works. It still works. It brought me out of darkness. God's going to lift some depression in this house because somebody's going to follow the pattern and he's going to give you a peace that passes all understanding. When it comes to his church, God is specific. When it comes to salvation, you apostolics know where I'm going. And I hope there's not that attitude of I've heard that before. Yes, you have. And hopefully you're going to hear it a million more times before you die. When it comes to salvation, God didn't leave it vague. He didn't leave it up for personal opinion. He didn't say, well, there's multiple ways. You just figure out how you want to do it. But as he's done throughout the eons of time, he established a pattern. He established a clear established pattern. Even when they were building Moses' tabernacle, he started the salvation pattern. He said, I want there to be an altar. I want there to be some water. And I want there to be a place for the spirit to move. There's got to be repentance and death. Uh, there's got to be washing uh, and there's got to be a moving of God's spirit. Uh, and so John the Baptist steps out into the desert uh, armed with a pattern uh, and he starts preaching repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, he starts baptizing people in water. Uh, he's following the same pattern uh, and he starts preaching there's one coming after me that's mightier than I and he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Uh, what you doing John? Uh, I've got a pattern. Uh, I've got a preacher the way God gave it to me. It doesn't change because he's Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, repent. You've got to be baptized. And Jesus shows up and uses the same pattern that he created and starts preaching, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then he steps down into the water and says, John, I need you to baptize me. And John said, no, 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 no. I need you to be baptizing me. And Jesus said, you don't understand, John. I've got to do this so that I can fulfill this pattern here. I've got to get in this water. I'm held to my own plan. And he was baptized. And when it came up, the spirit descended like a dove. And Jesus was letting everybody know the pattern never changes. There's always going to be a clear pattern. There's always going to be a way. He said, I am the door. And by me, if any man remember in. He said, you remember in Noah's day when he built the ark, he had one door. And Jesus said, I am the door. And straight and narrow is the way. There's only one way, there's still only one door, and there's still only one plan. Come on, I feel revelation starting to take place in here. He said all the way back to the ark, all the way back to the garden, there was one door to get in and out of that garden. There was one door in and out of the boat, and there's only one door to get into heaven. He said, I am the door. Oh, let's worship him. He goes to the cross and says, I still got to follow this pattern. And there was death. 
Y'all still with this preacher? I'm going to give this pattern as clear as Jesus did. And everyone today that moves to this altar and follows the pattern will receive what God promised you. He went to Calvary, and there was death. There was the altar that started all the way back in the beginning when Adam and Eve sinned, and he slew an animal. There was a death. He said, I'm following the pattern. Then he went down to the grave. There was burial. There was washing. There was cleansing. The old body. And then he came out on the third day with all power. He said, all power is given unto me. It's the pattern. There was death. There was burial. There was new life. There was repentance. There was burial water. And then there was new life. There is repentance. There is baptism. There is the Holy Ghost. And so he comes out and he tells his disciples, I want you to preach the same pattern, uh, that repentance and remission of sins ought to be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Uh, you go there and you preach the same pattern. Uh, you tell them there's only one way to be saved. Uh, I want you to hear me loud and clear. I want to put this lie of our religious world in hell to rest. Uh, there is. I talked to a lady last night. She was taking me from the airport back to my RV. Uh, and she said, I just feel like there's multiple ways to be saved. There's not only one way. Uh, I'm sorry, but I've only got one pattern in this book. There is not multiple ways to be saved. There's not your truth and my truth. There's only the truth, and that's Jesus. There's not, well, you do what's right for you and find your own way. That's a lie of this world. God said there's only one door, and there's only one pattern, and there's only one plan. It's not just, well, everybody believes in the same God. Everybody don't believe in the same God. Jesus is the only God, and there's only one way to get to where God is. It's got to be through Jesus. There's only one plan. It's not, well, this church has their way, and Cornerstone has their way. No, no, it's not a Cornerstone way. It's not a, just our way way. It's not a Catholic or a Baptist way. It's what does the pattern say? Because there's only one plan and there's only one door. And so you hear me on the topic of salvation. There's nothing more important in your life than being saved. It's more important than your education. It's more important than your finances. It's more important than your one night stand. It's more important than your addictions. The number one thing in your life is I've got to make sure I've got my life lined up to the pattern because if I'm going to be saved, if I'm going to hear him say, well done, now good and faithful servant, I've got to follow the plan. So he said, you go into Jerusalem and you preach it beginning at Jerusalem. And then you take what you did at Jerusalem and you take it everywhere else. He said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. And he begins to name the rest of the world, Judea, Jerusalem, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. He said, you take what happened in Jerusalem, and you repeat it over and over and over again. So they go to Jerusalem, and they get in an upper room, because Jesus said, you stay there till you be endued with power from on high. And in Acts chapter 2, they are in Jerusalem. They're following the pattern, Brother Earl. And they're in an upper room. And the Bible says when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As the Spirit gave them utterance. There it was. They had already 
already repented. Uh, they had already been through the first steps of the pattern. Uh, and God fulfilled his end of the deal. Uh, and they began to stand up. And everybody said, what's going on? Uh, these men are drunk. Uh, and Peter started preaching. Uh, he had a pattern in his hand. Uh, he stood up and said, I've got, it. I got a message for you. Uh, I've been talking with the pattern maker. Uh, I've been talking with the king. Uh, I've been talking with the master blueprint maker. Uh, and he gave me a pattern. Uh, and he started to preach. Uh, and they said, we want to know what shall we do? And Peter said, that's a good question. Let me give you the pattern to be saved. And in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, here's where Cornerstone is going to go crazy because this is what saved them. Acts chapter, you just get, you guess, just watch these Holy Ghost filled people. They're about to lose their mind right here. You just watch them. They're so excited. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the pattern. You want to know what it takes to be saved? I've got a pattern. Peter said, I've got the pattern. I've got the plan. If You know why these people are excited? Because it worked. It worked. It worked. I've been washed in the blood. I've been delivered from my sin. I've been forgiven. I've been delivered from addictions. God's delivered from pornography. God's delivered from cigarettes. God's delivered from depression. God's delivered from shame. It works. I've got a pattern. I've got a Somebody that's obeyed the pattern, worship God with all your heart. Come on. If you want your heart to be a sanctuary, he said, follow the plan. If you'll follow the pattern, I will dwell with you. I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody right now. The light bulb just went on for somebody. Somebody just saw the pattern for the first time. Did it work, my brother? It worked. When he first came, he didn't even know how to respond to the Holy Ghost. But we all watched him right here speaking in other tongues as God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Because you know why? He repented of his sins. We baptized him in Jesus' name. And God said, if you're going to follow the pattern, I'm going to keep my word. And God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Does it still work, brother sergeant? Is the pattern still true? Anybody that's got the Holy Ghost in this house that could say it works. I've got a pattern of deliverance. Go ahead, somebody. Go ahead. Come on. I'm not preaching nothing deep. I'm not preaching nothing new. I'm just preaching an old pattern that still works in 2019. This promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. He said it'll work for everybody if they follow the pattern. Well, I got to find my own way. No, I got to find his way. Well, I got to find my own truth. No, I got to find the truth. See, truth doesn't change. You know why science will never be able to disprove creation? Because it's always based on theory, and theories change every day. But truth never wavers. 
2,000 years from now, red will still be red, blue will still be blue, green will still be green, right will still be right, wrong will still be wrong, Jesus will still be king, and the pattern will still reign supreme. It is the everlasting gospel. There are people in this house bound by sin. You've been bound by dead religion and false doctrine. There's people here bound by depression. There's people here struggling with hell. I've got a pattern for you, brother. God can obliterate the darkness. God can break the chains of sin. He can wash the condemnation away. The power is in the name of Jesus. When you repent of your sins and you get baptized in the name of Jesus, the blood begins to scrub. That's where the burial is. That's where the cleansing takes place. And then God fills you with the Holy Ghost, which gives you power over who you used to be. The pattern will work if you'll follow it. Well, that was just for the Jews in Acts 2. There's no record, Brother Cox, of anybody else following that pattern. Glad you brought that subject up in our Bible class today. Because I read about some Samaritans in Acts chapter 8 that were saved by the same pattern. And when they heard Philip preaching and teaching the name of Jesus and saw the miracles which he did, they believed. And the Bible tells us through Acts 8, Acts 16, Acts 17, that they were baptized in Jesus' name and received the baptism of the Holy Ghost when Peter and John came and laid hands on them. From Jews to Samaria, they followed the pattern. Well, that was, I read a commentary that said, well, that was only came once and then it went and never came again. And I thought, he can't be writing commentary on Acts because he's had to rip too many books out after that statement. Because it didn't just come once and never happen again. But every nationality of people that was reached went through the same pattern. Well, it was just for the Jews and the Samaritans. It wasn't for those of us that were Gentiles, those of us that were non-Jews. Well, what are you going to do with Acts chapter 10? When there was a devout man that had been praying and been given alms and worshiping God with all of his heart, that's a heart that's already repented. He was devout. He was sincere. He was seeking God. And if he would have been all right, God would have said, he's fine. I don't need to send the preacher to give him the pattern. So it's proven that you can be sincere, you can be devout, and you can still be lost if you don't follow the pattern. Somebody didn't like that, but it was a moment of revelation right there. You read it, Acts chapter 10, Cornelius the Gentile was a devout man. He was a spiritual man. He was a sincere man, but he still wasn't saved because God said, Peter, get over your prejudice and get down to Joppa, and I want you to start preaching to Cornelius the pattern because he's a sincere man, and I don't want him to die sincerely lost. And Peter started preaching about the name of Jesus, and the Bible says while he yet spake, the Holy Ghost fell on them that heard the word. And they begin to speak with other tongues. You know what that was? The same pattern. And Peter said, hey, let's baptize them in the name of the Lord. Come on, it matters what it takes to be saved. It matters what pattern you follow. There's only one way to be saved. Being a good person will not save you. Cornelius was a good person. But he had to hear the pattern and he had to obey it because he was a lost person. I just feel like if I'm good, I'll be saved. Well, who defines good? Surely not Hollywood. 
Surely not professors. Surely not you and me. Because there ain't no good in us, friend. There's people here that lied this week. That's not good. There's people here that looked at pornography this week. That's not good. Ooh, going to get tight because preachers like to preach truth still. There's people here that sat down and watched a movie where people were having sex and sleeping around and promoting that it's okay. That's not good. There's people in this building this week, you cuss somebody out. There is no good in you. You can't get into heaven because you think you're good. But you follow the pattern and God can make you good. Hey, Cornelius, I'm glad you're devout. I'm glad you pray. But I've got a pattern for you because God's got more. God's got more. God's got more. My God. Somebody get on the piano to make them think I'm almost done. Well, I don't think it matters how you're baptized. You can just do it however you want. That's not in the pattern. What if I've already been baptized a different way? I've got to do it again and have Jesus set over me? Absolutely. It's part of the pattern. Paul encountered this in Acts chapter 19. In verse number 1, when he came upon certain disciples, and he began to talk to them. And they said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Paul's armed with the same pattern. And they said, we've not even heard that there be any Holy Ghost. We haven't even heard of this pattern, but we have been baptized. Look at verse number 3. He said unto them, what then were you baptized? They said, we were baptized in John's baptism. Now for that time, John's baptism might have worked, but ever since Jesus came, they instituted a name in baptism. And Paul realized that's not going to be enough. You've got to get in the right pattern. Even though you're devout, you've got to get baptized the right way. And he looked at them and said, John baptized with water. And he begins to expound to them the pattern. And he closes his message by saying, and he said they should believe on him that is Jesus Christ. And the Bible said when they heard this, they said if that's the pattern, I want to be saved. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Paul laid his hands on him and said, you're not done. You've repented. You got baptized right. Now you need the Holy Ghost. And they God filled them with the Holy Ghost. And they began Anybody here in this evangelist right now, the pattern has not changed. The pattern is still the same. There's only one way to be saved. You've got to repent of your sins. You've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And you must receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the only way to be born again. There is no other way in your Bible, period. Period. Nobody, hear this preacher loud and clear, and I want you to see, here's the difference between me and a lot of other denominations. They'll tell you just trust the word of the man. I want you to fact check me with your Bible when you go home today. You get your pattern out and start reading. Nobody in your Bible said, I accept the Lord as my personal Lord and Savior. Never one time. I mean, if we're interested in what God says about being saved, that ought to matter to us. Nobody repeated a prayer and rubbed beads. 
ever. But everybody in the New Testament church had to believe and then repent of their sins. You know what that is? That's not saying I'm sorry because I got caught. That's saying I'm going to quit doing what I was doing that's sinful. That's why some people never get the Holy Ghost, because they never repent. And the first step in this pattern is you must repent of your sins. That's saying, I was doing this, but I'm not doing it anymore. I used to lie, quit lying. I used to commit adultery, quit committing adultery. Used to bear false witness, quit bearing false witness. Used to curse, quit cursing. Used to treat people wrong, now I treat them right. Used to harbor hate, now I've gotten rid of the hate. Used to watch filthy, immoral, anti-God stuff on the television. Now I said like David, I'm going to make a covenant with my eyes. Giving you a pattern. He said if you'll repent of your sins, those sins are going to die. Then you go down to the water just like everybody in the New Testament church in your pattern, your Bible did. And you go under that water and they say in the name of Jesus Christ. And you come up. And the blood has washed every sin. That's a big deal. Because, brother, I don't know if you're like me, but I had so many sins, there was no chance of my salvation. But when you and I got baptized in the name of Jesus, every evil thing I did went into the blood, and God began to destroy it. God began to wash. And when I came up through that water, it was like a new baby being born. I was clean. It was gold. Uh, my record was washed. Uh, and I'll never forget that night in March 2nd of 2003 as I was standing down here to the left of the pulpit. I had already been filled, repented, and been baptized. My hands were in the air, and I began to feel the Spirit of God uh, moving on the inside of me uh, as God let me know, since you're doing it by my pattern, I'm going to keep my promise. Uh, and all of a sudden, I began to feel something in my mouth, uh, and I began to feel a burning, uh, and I wanted to say things that didn't make sense. Uh, and I just opened my mouth and I began speaking in other words and tongues uh, as the Spirit gave the utterance. Uh, and I walked out of that building saying, it works. Uh, it works. Uh, and I've never been the same since. Uh, I, anybody that's been delivered ought to stand to your feet and begin to worship the King in this house right now. Come on, the Holy Ghost is in this building. Uh, the Holy Ghost is in this building. I've got the Holy Ghost in fire and it's keeping me alive. And you've got to have it to be saved. You've got to follow this pattern. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, don't you leave this house till we get you in the water. We've got a robe for you. If you've never repented of your sins, don't leave this house till you find a place to repent and let God fill you with the Holy Ghost. Make your move. We're going to gather in. Come out of the aisles. As I said, the whole church is fixing to move right now. I encourage everybody. Get out of your seat. We're going to pray. Come on. Oh, Brother Cox, this has been different. Yes, it has. Sometimes to get things you haven't yet seen, you've got to do something you haven't yet done. Come on. Out of the pews, out of the aisles, make room. How long has it been since you've repented? I think if we'd all be honest, pretty much everybody in this building could have a time of repentance right now. Come on. Out of the aisles. Get in close. Make room. If it's your first day here, we're glad you're here. Come up here and get involved in this. Come on, make room. That's it, church members. Come in close.
Let's not be shy. Come in close. Somebody get ready. There may be somebody that wants to get baptized today. Make sure the robes are ready to go. Huh? Somebody's about to repent in this house. All right, here's what we're going to do. There's going to be people in here that if you'll follow this pattern, you're going to feel God like you've never felt him in your life. God is about to show up in a great way right now. You in this preacher cornerstone, here's what we're going to do. We're going to repent, and you're not going to follow what I tell you to say. That's not in the pattern. You're going to lift your voice, and you're going to empty your heart out to God. If you're in this place, you're tired of things that haven't worked. You're like my father said, I've gone through the repetitious prayers, and I've done the confirmations, and I still feel empty, and I'm still battling sin. Don't leave this house without responding to what you've heard today. Don't just stand there and stare at the floor. We're going to lift our hands, lift our voices. Cornerstone, you're going to help me. And we're going to begin to pray. And I want you to begin to say, God, search my heart. Some of you know things right now. While I was preaching, I named some of it. And you begin to repent of sin. Begin to empty your heart out. Let the tears begin to flow. Be honest with God. We're going to pray. And once you feel like I've sincerely repented, I meant it. I'm changing today. I'm not going back to it. You just begin at that point. God's, as far as God's concerned, it's dead. It's not held over you anymore. And when you get to that point, I want you to lift your voice, your hands, and I want you to begin to worship and praise God. And as you begin to feel the Holy Ghost fall on you, don't worry about what it sounds like. You speak it out and let God fill you in the Holy Ghost. And we can baptize you in the beautiful name of Jesus today. Cornerstone, I need you to help me. We're not going to whisper. We're going to lift our voices all over this building. Go. Begin to pray right now. Begin to pray right now. You may need to find you a place to kneel. You may want to find you a place. That's all right. But Cornerstone, we're going to lift our voice. As they begin to sing, I want you to open your mouth, close your eyes, and begin to pray. Come on, we're going to follow the pattern right now. Let there be a spirit of repentance. Go ahead. Go, go. Come on, church members. Lift your voice a little higher right now. Help me create an atmosphere of prayer. Go ahead. Go ahead. Throw your head back. Open your mouth. Sir, you may not feel comfortable lifting your head, but just close your eyes and begin to pray. God, I'm sorry. God, cleanse me. Come on. God's spirit is in this house right now. Go all over this building. That's it, church. Pray. 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. I need people to lift their voice. I need Holy Ghost-filled people to lift your voice. Come on. Pray. 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 That's it. Come on. God's going to lift some heaviness. God's going to lift some depression right now. God's going to break the bondage of sin. Come on. I've given you the pattern. If you repent of your sins, God will forgive. If you get baptized in Jesus' name, God will wash. And God can fill you with the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, pray, pray. Pray. Pray till you pray through. Pray till you repent of your sins. Pray till you feel the Holy Ghost falling on you. Let God lift the shame. Let God lift the doubt. Come on. You've tried everything else. Why not try the Bible today? That's it. Pray, pray, pray. Come on, there it is. It's starting to happen already. There's some that are already breaking through. Let it go. Don't worry about what it sounds like. That's the Holy Ghost. Let the tears go. Let those emotions go. I don't want to come up here and look spiritual. I want to get spiritual. That's it. Pray. Let your emotions go. Let the tears run down your face. God, cleanse me. God, deliver me. God, I'm sorry. I lay it down and I give it.
give it to you. Pray, pray, pray. That's it, church. Be sensitive. Help us pray with people right now. This Lord.